I've never seen anything like it since I've been playing. So immediately, uh, my player hat went on. And how do you resume playing in such a traumatic event occur in front of you real time? And that's the way we were thinking about it, Commissioner and I. That's Troy Vincent, head of the NFL Players Association, former NFL player himself. Uh, last night... I can't, so I'll, probably most of us here in mid-Missouri, we're tuning into Monday Night Football because a lot of us do anyway. And there were huge implications in this game, huge implications on the playoff seating for the Kansas City Chiefs. All of that is secondary now from what we know. But last night as we're watching the game, all of us mid-Missourians tuning in because right now uh, it looks like the Bills and Chiefs could finish the season with identical records. Bills have the tiebreaker because they beat the Chiefs. This was an incredibly important game. That's what's going through my head as I'm watching it. And then just a couple of scores in Cincinnati, I'm cheering. They were up 7-3 and then boom. And I don't know, Marsh, did you, was, it was a hard hit, but not like a hit that you go, oh my. Well, especially since he stood up. Yeah, he stood, he stood up. up and then he keeled over and it was like, what the heck? Yeah, and it was kind of because you watch it and Troy Aikman and uh, Missouri and Joe Buck, they're not saying anything about it initially. They say, well, it looks like they got a player down because you could kind of see it on the camera. They finish this, boom, and the Buffalo Bills player who made the tackle, he gets up, stands up for a couple of seconds and then starts doing the kind of wobbly falling backwards and then... Boom. And folks, okay, hard hit concussion. Apparently the dude had cardiac arrest on the field. They were able to get his heart raised. 24 years old. 24 years old. Cardiac arrest. Mm. And so we don't know what did. Did, did they pop something? Did he, his heart get hit? We don't know that uh, yet. Obviously a scary moment. It's been cool to see everybody gathering around the players and the fans. So then for about five minutes, it's okay. The players go to the locker room. We're going to do this. And then for about five minutes, we're kind of like, okay, they're going to resume the game. Well, then the coach of the Bills and the coach of the Bengals, they start talking, and they're like, man, I, I, we know what's happened is serious, but I don't know if we want to resume the game. Which, for a second, I thought we were about to witness the fastest-acting NFL player strike. You know, if they had decided that the game needed to continue on, and they'd given both teams five minutes to re-warm up, before they started the game, I thought we were going to watch a mutiny unfold before our eyes. Yeah, a lot of folks. And again, in that time, we don't know what's going on. We don't know that the dude had had cardiac arrest. We didn't know the, the serious. We just figured, okay, hard hit. Maybe he got popped. Maybe he's got a case of the butterflies or something going on up in his head. We didn't know what was going on at the time. As a lot of people uh, did. But I think the length of the time of him on the field, we knew it was something serious. And, the, and you saw the players' reactions, you know, and they had a closer view than everyone else. And, and you could see in their face it, it was not, right. you know, a standard injury. It was not. And the only, it, it's hard to compare. I don't want to compare it to anything else. But the only one, and Brandon and I will remember this, Hank Gathers. Hank Gathers was a basketball player. Yes. And he had a heart condition. And he had a love for crack cocaine, didn't he? No, that was somebody else. Oh, that was somebody that else. Was somebody else. Yes, yes. And no, that was somebody else. So we don't want to, yeah, that was a different player from a couple years before that, but nothing to do with, with Hank Gathers. Um, his, what they both had in common is, and I learned this when I went to the sportscasters camp out in California a couple years after this happened, but Gathers died, I believe, in 1990. 
his his mother was in the stands when that happened or was watching but the good news is that hamlin is is at the hospital the bad news is he's in critical condition but at least they got him immediate care but the mother was in the stands she was there because and her, the family was there too but i brandon i tend to agree but you know any type of hit and i'm not a doctor but i i just remember at this camp there was a as I recall, there was a physician. He was talking about Hank Gathers, and he said something about, and again, I'm going from, this is almost 30 years ago, the heart, when it's beating, it goes up and down or something like that, and, and just the the timing of what happened with Gathers, and I'm wondering, maybe it was something similar to this, and I don't... It, this, I there have, was another scientist on last night on a different show that said um, Komodo, I think it's Komodo yes. Cordis. That's it, that's it. And it, it, a hard hit to the chest at just the wrong time can right. basically scramble your heartbeat and cause cardiac arrest. It's really rare, and the person last night said it was speculation, obviously, but there was more, I've heard that more than once. Yeah, and I don't think Gathers had a, but it was, and he had some heart issues as well. Again, no drugs with Gathers, but in in the case of this player, the it was just awful. And I I concur with Hannah. I was shocked that they were going. They being the NFL, I mean, Goodell should have been on the phone. It shouldn't have taken the players to cancel that because at that at that time the play is is secondary, but. You know, they were going to restart that game, I think. So there's one a hypothesis. Maybe he just got hit in the heart really hard. Any other hypotheses? Oh. <laughs> Pre-existing condition. You know, athletes, a lot of athletes we've seen over the years who have some sort of cardiac issues that are sometimes go undiagnosed and see people way too young, you know, walk off the field with serious, serious injuries. And the third... Any other hypotheses, CCs? A third option that makes me want to rip my hair out of my head. People are trying to blame this on the COVID vaccine. And it just makes my brain hurt and makes me want to say bad words. Yeah, so let's move on. So I, anybody know who skipped by? Len Bias is the guy, always the old college basketball yes, player. Yes, I didn't want to... Drafted I, by the Celtics. He's the one that died from crack cocaine. I apologize for yeah, uh, conflating him with... And I, I didn't want to bring his name, but yes, that so, was not, not Hank Gathers. Uh, Skip Bayless uh, hosts shows on uh, ESPN. I, I would be Skip Bayless in the situation last night with what we know. Skip Bayless having to apologize for this tweet, but this was this would be what I would tweet, no doubt. So then they say we're canceling the game, and as a Chiefs fan, I'm going. This is a very important game. We want the Bengals again. I don't know how serious the situation is. You didn't know at the time. I didn't sure. know, but I'm like, this is a huge, huge game for the Kansas City Chiefs and a little bit to the Missouri economy because it's playoff seating between the Chiefs and the Bills, home field advantage, all those kinds of things. Skip Bayless tweets. He says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And then this would be played by Hannah. This was a tweet from Robert Griffin III, ESPN analyst, former NFL player. He says, DeMar Hamlin's life is in the balance. Get your head out of your ass. That would be Hannah responding to my tweet if I were playing Skip Bayless. <laughs> and I think Hannah were playing the part of Robert. Terrell Owens actually, I believe, called for Bayless to be let go. I don't know what's going to happen there. And again, the play is secondary. And to Brandon's point, I think a lot of fans like you because you didn't know at the time. 
probably wanted the game to be played realistically without knowing the condition of the player. You didn't know that at the time. Uh, Now we obviously do. But this late in the season, I don't see any positive. And the the player's health is much more important than anything. That said, there's just no way that they could get those two teams back to play. I don't see how that's possible. I'm thinking this game is just not going to count because the, how, you can't make it up. How you how would you do that right now? The the season's going to end and the playoffs are going to start. I don't see how you could do it. How do they do playoff seeding then? Do do they say okay, you finish with only 16 games this year, Buffalo? I don't a pool or something. Well, I don't know. And again, I I I definitely don't there are people that know more about it than I do. I just realistically, I don't see how you could do it because you know, you could get people hurt in that game and then the, the emotions and stuff. But how would you do that, especially when one of these teams wants to have a bye? I'm thinking they just wouldn't count the game. That's just me. I'm thinking. Man. I don't see realistically how you could do it um, so, with and the that timing. Ga- that game last night, you had the 11-4 and four Bengals, 12-3 right. and three Bills. Bengals could have gone 12-4, and four Bills with the Bengals win. Then the Bills would have been also 12-4, and four. Chiefs in the uh, driver's seat with a 13-3 and three record. I don't know um, what will happen there. We hope that the, uh, that the Buffalo Bills player, DeMar Hamlin, we hope that he is going to be... Okay, welcome into the show. Yes, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There is Mr. Brian Houseworth. Brandon, it's great to see you, and welcome back. Stephanie Bell is here. Good morning. Producer Hannah is there. Good morning. And there's John Marsh. Yeah, you look like you have no new skiing injuries, so it's all good. <laughs> no new skiing injuries, a lot of rest. It's fun. I'm, it's really, I got to tell you for real, before we get into some more serious business, there's some big stuff happening in D.C. today, and it highlights more fissures and fractures. That Republican Party really... I think is a complete mess right now. It's on a national uh, level. It is so cool because it's been, what, three weeks since all of us have been able to hang out together. And we are glad that you are here. You can reach out and text us 874-9390. So sometime today, maybe Kevin McCarthy is going to be elected uh, House Speaker. Stephanie's going to cover this coming up in the Daily DC Rundown. This is creating, I don't know which is worse, the battle for House Speaker, the Red Wave Trump. There's a lot of problems with the Republican Party, and it breaks my heart. This is Speaker uh, on the Speaker battle, Bob Good, Republican representative. He is from Virginia. He's a hard no on McCarthy. I won't be voting for Kevin McCarthy tomorrow. He's part of the problem. He's not part of the solution. I'll be following the will of my constituents, the voters of Virginia's 5th District. Which is interesting. on a couple of reasons, he's like, no, this just isn't what we need. And I'm I'm having some tendencies to agree with the guy. However, I would say, you know what? That's what we got right now. Let's just go with this and make this smooth sailing because we haven't had smooth sailing since November of 2020. It's been bad for the Republicans. And that was highlighted by what happened less than two months ago in the midterms. And now we're trying. Hey, we got a lead. We've got we've got a majority in the House. Just bare just this much. Let's vote this guy in and move forward. Can't do that either. Yeah, I mean, that's the bottom line for me is what's your play? If you're one of the holdouts, like what what do you gain by holding up this vote? I don't know. I mean, I know McCarthy's conceded a lot, um, they, a lot regarding the rules and other things. But in the end, you know, and the, there was a letter that was written that said, well, he hasn't conceded enough. So in the end, I, I think it's likely he gets elected. And besides, you know, creating this big show yeah what did you gain and that you know what's the play and and i i just think yeah i would rather start the session together positive united 
um, and, and move on and get to our priorities. But it it's fixing to be a long night, I think. Yeah. And the thing that's interesting is, uh, and I appreciate it, Rep, uh, the representative, Bob Good, says, I have spoken with my constituents in Virginia. And they say, overwhelmingly, they don't want me to vote. Remember, that's why he's there. To serve his constituents or to serve the Republican Party? Because Newt Gingrich has a different take. They're voting against over 215 members of their own conference. So he's saying, okay, so you got to vote with your members of the conference. And you've got Bob Good saying, my constituents. So if you're in that position, how do you vote? You say, well... Listen, I know this is what we're supposed to do as Republicans. We finally got some leadership in the House, and I should just vote for this guy and because we need to move forward. But my constituents back in Virginia, they don't want me to do it. In that situation, but, do you do what your constituents want you to do or for the benefit of that party in D.C. in the swamp? Well, and I think but I think your constituents want you to bring home the bacon, right? And they want you to get your priorities passed. And if you vote against the, who's going to be the ultimate leader of your party? Are you now putting yourself in a position where every bill that you try to bring up is, you know, y- you can't get it heard or you can't, you know, get passed? And so ultimately, by voting against the speaker, who I think is going to end up being the speaker, are you doing your your constituents a disservice by putting yourself in that position? I would say yes, but... One of the things we're going to be covering, the five Republicans right now who have said, uh, besides Bob... Uh, Bob Good, some of the Republicans that have said, nope, we're not going to vote for this guy. Uh, it's one of the things we are covering this morning. ARPS is here 635 and coming up 710, some of the big new laws that are impacting us here the third day in the year 2023. Coming up, get ready for the daily D.C. rundown just a few minutes from now. What's well, underneath the circus tent? Well, that horrific Idaho murder, we found out a little bit more last week. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You have even more members that say they won't vote for anybody but Kevin McCarthy, so that puts it in kind of a stalemate before we even get going. Brad Wenstrup, Republican congressman from Ohio, talking about this vote supposed to be happening today in Washington, D.C. regarding Kevin McCarthy. That gets us into today's daily D.C. rundown with Stephanie Bell. Well, I hope Congressman Mark Alford packed his five-hour energy because (laughs) it might be a long day. So what we know is Kevin McCarthy only has a margin if all Republicans were present and voted yes. He's got a four-vote margin. Um, he, uh, there are five people out there that are a hard no that have been documented saying, I will not vote for him. So it's not expected that he gets through on the first vote, but then basically you just keep voting and see if anybody changes their mind. It's kind of like when the city of Columbia does like a, uh, some polling or a questionnaire. How should we spend ARPA money? They funnel you to get the answer that they want. Right. And so they just keep voting and they're trying to figure it out. And a lot of leadership elections and like the the, kind of the poll that took place earlier with that McCarthy won. A lot of this takes place. And I know sometimes in Missouri takes place by secret ballot. But today's vote will take place publicly and on the House floor. So I wonder, does that change anybody's mind when you have to stand up and state publicly who you're supporting? Um, And then, you know, I'm thinking, you know, what's your play if you're one of the holdouts? Does it help you? And like you were saying, does, you know, if your constituents want you to vote, one way vote no do you do that just because your constituents want it or do you say maybe that affects me in the long term and my priorities so maybe i vote a different way and then you know and and a lot of people were in really tight elections and you know are they already looking to you know how people might 
how that might affect their next election. So there's just a lot at play. And then I think if I'm Kevin McCarthy, what's my play? You know, I've given away as much as I can, made as many promises as I can, and I still don't have the votes. Uh, yeah, when I wake up this morning, what am I thinking? And, and what's, what are my last-ditch efforts to try to get that you know, last vote or a couple votes that I need? Missouri Politico, Chris. We should ask Chris Arps. He's going to be here at 635, and we'll get his take on what he thinks about McCarthy and the House leadership role. All of the information we want to know about these uh, University of Idaho uh, murders uh, is stuck in a sealed affidavit um, that won't be released until uh, this guy, Kohlberger, is... This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. You get to experience a bit of the thoughts I hear every single day. Enjoy. Chris, 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 Chris. Chris Arps from ChrisArps.com. C-H-R-I-S-A-R-P-S.com. That's pretty slick, man. <laughs> that is pretty slick. I think we need to change that opening. That's what, two years old now? I think Becky Something wants like that. to redo it and sound hey. so she can sound jovial and happy and glad we, she's married to me. We need to send it to you so you can use it on on your radio station. I got to tell you something. A couple Every time I go and see my dad in St. Louis, uh, I like mm-hmm. to tune into your afternoon show. I don't like to give out the well, dial frequency because I don't want our <laughs> listeners tuning into another right in the air. It's in St. Louis. You can't hear us here. But Chris Harps, uh, since he has joined Wake Up Mid-Missouri several years ago, he's got his own radio show now with former Speaker of the House, Tim Jones, in St. Louis. I was listening to you guys the other afternoon, and you did something called Chris's Corner, which, by the way, yes. cool feature. Uh, even better is the <laughs> intro music to the feature, Chris's Corner. And I've got... Hey, I have... I have never denied that I absolutely outright stole it from you, so I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. So here's the intro to Chris's Corner on his St. Louis radio station. Chris, Chris, Chris. Hi, I'm Becky. But it was just crazy because I'm driving and I'm listening to you, you know what I mean, John? And I'm like, yeah. whoa, is this her? What's Copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brandon. Yeah. I put a, uh, you know, some people have said they hate the opening. Yeah. They hate that Chris. Chris really? Chris. We did like a poll. We did like a poll a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, and it barely survived. But there's a lot of people that absolutely hate the opening, and there's people that love it. So, strange. 874-9390. We're asking for your opinion. Chris, Chris, Chris. Hi, I'm Becky Arms, and I'm so excited. Do you like the open for Chris that we've been doing for years here, or do you hate it? I love it. I think it's uh, very unique. You know, Chris, 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 who wouldn't? Who wouldn't uh, love hearing their name said over and over and over in a song? Would it would make it even better if they said Chris, Chris Arps, Chris, Chris Arps? That would make it even better. Stephanie, but, you are you know, not a fan of Chris's? You not a fan of Chris's intro? It's fine. <laughs> that's about oh, half the reaction that we got in St. Louis. People are like, "Oh God, I love Chris's corner, but I hate the opening." Uh, fair and balanced. See, some of us like it, some of us here on the show. Hannah, do you have a strong, before we get into opinions on McCarthy, (laughs) do you have opinions on Harps' intro song? I like it. That's fine. Thank you, Hannah. Checks in the mail. (laughs) I think Becky's the best part of the intro, but... I'll agree with that. I'll give. I'll say. I'll agree with that. Uh, Christopher Arps. He has a very cool website. I know you love it. It's ChristopherArps uh, dot com. It's updated all the time. And if you're listening to Wake Up Mid Missouri here on ninety three nine The Eagle and one zero four five News Radio nine fifty KWOS, I'm guessing that you would uh, enjoy his uh, his website. So I- interesting thing with McCarthy today, and I think I think yes, at the end of the day, 
well, maybe not today, but at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of someday, McCarthy is going to be speaker. But I thought this was interesting, and I, I want to ask uh, ask you because I think it highlights more problems for the Republican Party. Sure. This on you know the red wave, and now hey, look, got leadership in the House, Republicans. Let's find, and they can't do that either. I mean, I, th- I think it's just really really bad. But interesting takes on this. Newt Gingrich on Fox. They're voting against over two hundred and fifteen members of their own conference. So he's talking about Republican voting against you know, those five Republicans, the five holdouts that said they won't vote for him, which includes Andy Biggs, Bob Good, Matt Rosendale, Ralph Norman, notably Matt Gates. He said, you're voting against those people. Uh, but I think Bob Good from Virginia, he's got kind of an interesting take on this. Well, I won't be voting for Kevin McCarthy tomorrow. He's part of the problem. He's not part of the solution. I'll be following the will of my constituents. So he's saying, I'm following the will of my constituents. Gingrich, I kind of hear him saying, hey, you got to do this because the other 215 members are voting. You're a congressman from St. Louis. You've beaten Cory Bush in an election. (laughs) You're you're now in Congress. You're voting on speaker. And the speaker, let's say, could be Blaine Lukemeyer or Mark Alford. And your constituents are saying, we want you to vote this. How do you vote? Do you vote for your constituents or you vote how you damn well please? Well, that would be a hard one. You know, the reality of politics is it takes a lot of money to uh, to run and win offices. And uh, a lot of it would depend, of course, on my constituents, how they feel about uh, Kevin McCarthy. But you are an independent voice in a sense. You have to vote your conscience on what you think uh, is best. But, you know, this is the essence of politics. I'd also mm-hmm. have to take into account, uh, did Kevin McCarthy help raise money for my election? Did he advocate for me? Did he come to town? Um, that would uh, make that would be a big part of it because in politics um, it's all about loyalty and uh, sticking with the people that were with you. Now there are five people that have said they will adamantly never vote for Kevin McCarthy, but you got another nine members who are on the fence who put out a letter yesterday or, or on Sunday saying that they necessarily can't vote for him because um, they want the the, uh, the the vacate the chair. Uh, to go down to one person can call uh, call that out and get rid of the speaker. My prediction, uh, Brandon, I don't think Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker. I think there's just too many headwinds in front of him. I think the next logical uh, person, of course, is Steve Scalise, Steve Scalise from Louisiana. But the conservative factions aren't exactly thrilled with him either. They think he's just another McCarthy. The dark horse is Jim Jordan uh, from Ohio, who's Supporting McCarthy says he won't run against him, but if they can't uh, come to a consensus with uh, Scalise, I think you're looking at uh, Jim Jordan as the next speaker. See, I think Steve. It may be days down the line. I think Scalise would be a fine uh, uh, speaker. I haven't followed his politics too closely recently in recent years. I know his name pops up once in a while, but can you, Speaker of the House, who is shot in the congressional uh, baseball game? I don't know. I think there's. I think people like Scalise, Steve yeah. Scalise personally, and they, you know, they feel for him because of his story of almost being shot at the congressional baseball game. But I think a lot of the Freedom Caucus, caucus members and conservative members view that he's just Kevin McCarthy with a different name, that, um, that uh, he's not as conservative as they would like. And I think the big thing about Kevin McCarthy, you know, they can talk about. Um, he's not conservative enough and all of that. But the big thing is, from, from my experience in politics, is he's ticked off a lot of people in his conference, and a lot of people don't like him. 
And I think that's a big part of it more than he's not conservative enough. Uh, one of the members that said they won't vote for him uh, stated the reason was he let, he called him like six weeks after he won his election instead of calling him um, right after. People in politics have big egos, Brandon. They don't forget things like that. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather, joined by... Uh, politician Stephanie. I am not a politician. <laughs> do you hold elected office? I hey, do. Stephanie, off, man. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> politicians have long memories. But uh, I don't have a big ego. But I no, think Chris is right. I think. I mean, McCarthy's made some missteps, but I don't. I, I. You know. So if you're him and you wake up this morning, what's your play to get those last votes and try to get over the line? His only play right now is he. If he doesn't um, get get the nomination on the first ballot is not having the house adjourn and just wear them out so they're are there all day on the floor until he gets the vote that's his really only is uh his only real plan so in dc today they're voting on new house leadership in mid-missouri we are voting on chris <laughs> do you like the chris arps intro wow, i've never so. heard that i've never heard that much of it before oh yeah we're deep so Chris, you uh, Chris uh, has appropriated uh, this song from the Wake Up Mid Missouri <laughs> show. Stole it. He stole it. He's oh, what a rap artist! He sampled it. I didn't steal yeah, the song. Sampled it. I sampled it. Chris Harps sampled it for two minutes. <laughs> has sampled the Chris song and he uses it on his afternoon St. Louis show. And they did a vote there, and he says uh, people uh, liked it. Uh, here, yeah. right now, I gotta tell you, looking at the ta- at eight seven four ninety three ninety, that's what folks are voting on this morning. Right now, overwhelming response in favor of the song. Oh, great! Now, when I say overwhelming, <laughs> <laughs> there's five votes, three in favor. <laughs> well, there's oh. there's a uh, one vote, <laughs> <laughs> but but they're overwhelmingly in favor of your song, Chris. One hundred percent of people who voted Hold like the song. Thanks, Becky. <laughs> uh, Chris Harps joining us here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Uh, he knows Missouri politics better than anybody now. Hosts an afternoon show. He's got the uh, afternoon radio show in St. Louis. Has a website, chrisfarps.com. I do recommend you put that like on your bookmarks. Check it out every day. See what's up. Now, I know you're going to be uh, in a lot of things. Have I love, I love Stephanie. John, let me I'm start with you, John. 30 years, 30 plus years journalism in the capital city of the state of Missouri. What is it like for you when the session starts? Here we go again. (laughs) (laughs) See, and I'm sitting here like I'm warming my hands up over a fire. Like, I just get excited. The whole vibe. Everybody's coming. It's like it's like the first day of kindergarten. (laughs) And and there's all this excitement and you roam the hallways and all these things and the governor's prayer breakfast and the ball and and party. Stephanie, what is it that you look most look forward to? Yeah, I look, how do you get around session? I look forward to just like the good vibes, like a fresh mm-hmm. start. You know, last week I was saying it's like one of my favorite weeks of the year, like setting goals. And, and there's so much optimism in the first yeah. week. And a lot of times uh, toward the end, there's not a, there's less optimism. So I like just the fresh start. 
you know, people seem to usually, besides last year was very different. People usually seem to be in a good mood, ready to sit down and try to get some things done. I like that. Uh, and what does Chris like best uh, when the session starts? We'll, we'll cover that. If you can hang out, we'll do that five mm. minutes from now. Christopher Arps, ChristopherArps.com. I'll talk about some of his Newsmax appearances, too. It's coming up. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Eric Schmidt will swear into the United States Senate at, a, at noon Eastern time. So at about 11 o'clock our time, there will be a swearing-in ceremony at the Missouri Supreme Court. And I'll swear in as the 44th Attorney General for the state of Missouri. Uh, Mr. Bailey's going to be sworn in today uh, as soon as Eric Schmidt. It's interesting how they have to kind of time that out. Well, you will, the current Attorney General will got to wait till he's sworn into this new office. And then uh, it's your turn. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, 93.9 The Eagle, 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. I'm Brandon Rather, Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah, John, Marsh, Brian, Howlsworth, all here. Christopher Arps, chrisarps.com. Hanging out with us. I know you're going to be doing your afternoon show uh, tomorrow in the Capitol with former Speaker of the House, Tim Jones. We all talked about what it is that we like. Cause, and not just the session itself, but there are things that will happen in Jefferson City in the next four to five months that will have impacts on our lives. Uh, what is it that you'll get excited about to start a session? Well, I'll tell you, Brandon, what I used to get excited about, uh, but it's changed since uh, the House and the, or the legislature enacted uh, lobbying reforms. But there was a time that you'd go up to the Capitol and you didn't need to take any money because <laughs> there was food everywhere. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, every corner you went around, there was somebody serving food, good food, and uh, that's all gone now. So uh, I, I miss that. Is that a bad thing? Uh, no. Well, because here's what I love the most, and Stephanie always laughs at me because I call it the snake pit. But you know, like the whenever the the uh, members of the house, you know, whenever they walk out of the chambers, you walk by there when they're in session, and the people that hang out outside of those doors. And I get it. It's the way business is done. When we talk politics, it's the way the game is played. But it just mm-hmm. strikes me as, oh, uh. so that's one of the things that I enjoy, and some of the you know just. It's just like going back to kindergarten. I think it's just kind of a, an interesting time. Uh, so you'll be down there at the Capitol tomorrow doing your show live. Yes, sir. Uh, anything as far as, you know, there's education and school choice, things like that, big ticket item or two that you go, this is what we really need to pay attention to in this legislative session. Well, I tell you, there's an issue that's very important to me, and I've talked about it many times here over the years on the Brandon Rathard uh, morning show, and that is uh, non-citizen voting. Uh, Senator Andrew Koenig uh, from St. Louis is offering a uh, bill this session uh, to codify within our state constitution that only uh, United States citizens can vote in our elections. So I am very uh, supportive of that and and, uh, hope that that uh, passes this year. And some of the other things, you know, that uh, will be addressed, the gas tax, I hope. Um, education uh, reform. I hope that that's uh, taken a look, take being taken a look at, and uh, just a productive session. I hope we have this year, and not all the rancor uh, that we had last session yeah. in, the, uh, in the Senate. And, and I'm hopeful of the uh, the same thing. One of the things that I, I find interesting, and and I don't know how I got into this, but over the over the break, got into a discussion with somebody who lives in the city limits of Columbia, where I live. I can put one foot in Columbia, one foot just in Boone County. That's where I live. Anyhow, but I work, live all my money, Columbia. And this person who lives in Columbia city limits, and this is important to the story, saying, well, you just don't want illegal immigrants to vote because they're brown and you're racist. I'm like, no, I don't want them to vote because they're not citizens of the United States. Well, it's just not right. And so I said to them, 
I said, all right, well, let me start voting in city of Columbia elections. Well, you can't. I said, well, how come? Because you don't live here. Thank you. And and next time you and you run into a person like that, say this also that the rationale that uh, a proponents of this give is that these people are paying taxes. Mm-hmm. So tell them, hey, I pay taxes in uh, in Columbia, even though I don't live there. Does that mean I should be able to vote? Yeah. Hit them with that, Brandon. I'll do it, Chris Arps. No, do it uh, next uh, next time you're on Newsmax. Uh, next time on Newsmax is Thursday, five thirty six and seven. Had a great time last week in New York City doing the show in the studio. It was weird after two years finally meeting the people that you see on TV and the people that speak in your your ear uh, every week. It was great meeting them. Um, they treated me fabulous. Um, I loved it. It was great. Well, hopefully one day we'll get to meet you in person too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Known each other for for years. We'll see you tomorrow at the Capitol. Please check out the website, yeah. Christopher Arps. Dot com. I hope you'll come up. Yep. You and Stephanie, if you're free. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll the be show. there. Your show's on, what, 3 to 6? 3.30 to 6. 3.30 yes, to 6. You'll be third floor? In the Rotunda. Be in the yes, Rotunda. Sir. We'll be looking for you. We love you, brother. Love you. All right, Have man. a great day. Thanks for what you do. I like that every time I tell him I love him, it catches him off guard. Like, am I dude? Am I, am I, supposed, to, <laughs> am I supposed to say it back? 7 o'clock.